Big Ray Hernandez, Jamie the Vet Williams. This is your next level wrestling review. Presented by Hameen Media and ChannelAttitude.com. And fucking tired and I work with fucking children uh, good morning everybody good evening good afternoon or good night depending when you're listening to this show ladies and gentlemen who am I I am the report of the people no I am the pundit of the people the man with the plan big Ray here to stay to talk some lucha libre which is your Spanish lesson for wrestling today. And again, ladies and gentlemen, this is your, and not again, because I didn't do it the first time, so I got to do it now. Tell you what, what you're listening to if you're listening to the first time. Why? Anyway, this is your next level wrestling review. And ladies and gentlemen, I am not alone. No, no, no. I am with my partner, my friend, my cohort, a brother from another mother, second cousin. He's a Rip Rogers guy. The vet. That, that, that. Yeah! Rip Rogers guy. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard that right. He's a Rip Rogers guy. And the champion of your heart. It is the one, the only, the vet. Jamie Williams. Vet, what's going on, brother? I'm also a second cousin on a pole match champion. Goddamn right he is. You ever you ever had a kissing cousin, Vet? No. No. Does it count when he's like a second or third cousin? I suppose. Wait, really? Does does what count? A kiss or having a kissing cousin? Having a kissing cousin, brother. I don't know. I never had one. Closest I could closest I could say is, um, like my mom's best friend's daughter, but we never kissed or did anything like that. Mm. That's not that's not a cousin. Yeah, it's like a it's a friend, a family friend. Yeah, it right? feels like well, it felt it felt like a sister, you know, like kind of because we kind of grew up together <laughs> playing around, but she she lived you know another town, so it would be like. Whenever they would get together to hang out, we would play. Hide the snake. No, just like mm. we had, we had like a lot of toys, you know. Like mm-hmm. uh, that. Don't say it like not like that. Ooh, so action, action figures. Oh, I'm getting the vapors. She had all the girl toys, and I had all the boy toys. Mm-hmm. You know, like I had like the Ninja Turtles, He Man, oh, yeah. Star Wars, I had stuff the like big, that. big old hammer. No, she had her little clam. What? Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh God. 
first and foremost, let me just give a big shout out to my friend, my sister from another mister, April Hunter. April, I love you, kiddo. Uh, she's going in for surgery today. So right off the top of the show, I'm going to let you know that there is no A show today. Um, there is no random podcast. There is only rest. Actually, I'm I'm doing the uh, I'm watching AEW tonight and I'm jumping on with Jimmy T and uh, Chris tonight. That's oh, really? going to be fun. I guess so. I just want to hang out. Not with really, bro. Yeah, I was going to say. I don't want to watch AEW, <laughs> but it'll, it'll be on the background. Leave it that way. I just, I'm just going to talk shit. But um, again, uh, April Hunter, she's av- actually, she's made it public. She's having a, a tumor, like a little, but it's like on, on the head thing. Anyway, it's being removed. And, uh, you know, I just hit her up. She's going in. Well, actually, she should be going in right now, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So it's 11.08, depending on when you're listening to this. So do me a favor. Hit April Hup. Uh, hit April Hup. Hit April up on Twitter at April Hunter. Is it April Hunter or the real April? No, at April Hunter. The real April Hunter is a backup gimmick. And just send her love, man. You know, tell the big race sent you. So again, April Hunter going in for breast reduction. What? No, just kidding, guys. She ain't going in for no breast reduction. You know why? Because she got some big ass titties. Oh, yeah. So how you doing, buddy? I'm good. Are you? Yep. God damn it, Fed. You suck at fucking filling in time. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We, well, we, we don't need to fill in time. We got a move and shake, baby. Ooh, we got a move and shake. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, it is time. Acknowledge me. Acknowledge me. You're going to acknowledge me. You there, sitting at home. Acknowledge me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll just jump right into this. We are 16 strong, probably going to fill out a little more as we continue to roll on, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, so far, we have Buckshot Kid is in the house, ladies and gentlemen, just bucking shots on all of you, you bitch I feel like this is one of those, um, what? I'm just going to get in here, leave my comment, and then I won't be seen for it. Yeah, we'll, we'll never see Buckshot Kid again. It's Not till next week. Probably so, like 3 a.m. Yeah, he, le- he left that at like 3, I think. Three or four. Anyway. Probably. We have the windiest of all Chris's uh, hovering over the land of Canada. It is Chris Winland. Uh, word up, Hameen Army. Pretty Deadly are back on TV. Yes, boy. Hold on. Yes, boy. I'll give you that one. I'm choking. Uh, cough button. Well, they they heard that, uh, you know, Hollywood movie star Dwayne Johnson was coming in to get some of that celebrity piece of the pie, you know, well, like trying Bad to Bunny and Logan Paul have been doing. <laughs> so... When they heard that, they were like, well, we got to be on this show, too. So, hmm. Yeah, The Rock is definitely trying to get the uh, pretty deadly rub, mm-hmm. as they say in, in the biz. Anyway, we have the biggest ass in all of HMG. Saying hello, Vet. Oh, hello, Ray and Vet. It is Frank's Pickle Barrage. What's going on there, Frankie? We got Media M5. Yeah, he's over here doing things over there. How you doing? Medium Making a fight. sexual reference as usual. Yeah, talking. He says, "Yeah, buddy, I'm excited." As a chick finding out the condoms had holes in them. Yeah, how you doing? <laughs> I fucking love medium. I love you, bro. Mm-hmm. And and a platonic, uh, you know, and it's straight. Ooh, yeah, dig it. We have the lovely Elizabeth. Yeah, the cream of the crop. Yeah, yeah. 
lovely Elizabeth. What's going on, kiddo? Elizabeth's in the house. We have... So, I've been saying this wrong. It's not just the rule of the world. What what did Sid Vicious used to say? He, I am... He's the master. He's the master. And the ruler. And the ruler of the chat. Zane Vicious. Zane Vicious. I got to stop doing this, man. This is smooth like coffee. <clears throat> Zane Vicious is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Who else we got here as I zoom, 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 zoom through? We have. He is your father's. Cousins, sisters, brothers, former roommate. What does that make us? Absolutely nothing, which is what you will be, Lone Star. Dark Side Caster. He is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, God, I have tons of energy this morning. We have the one and only, the comment king of the world. Wait, is this the same guy, Todd Brown, the comment king? Mm hmm. Yeah, he makes comments, and he's the king of that, right? Yes. I the king! Will. Yeah. Of all comments. Todd Bradley. We have brother of former WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Jinder Mahal. It is Jinder! Jinder Mahal is live. And ladies and gentlemen, with a record of 142 and 32. Yes, he's lost quite a few since last week. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the one, the only, the handsome one, dancing Dan Heffern. Heffern. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, we have. Oh, well, that can only mean one thing. When Big Ray disappears, that means Scott Woodford is in the house. God damn it. It's fine. You know, it's worth it. It's worth it. He is goddamn sexy. So. Much love to you, Mr. Scott Woodford. All right, as I continue to roll on here, ladies and gentlemen, we are acknowledging the crowd. We have a man that is magnanimous, a man that is effervescent, a man that is scholarly. God damn it, he is quite glorious. It is the Professor Chavelo de Cruz. And yes, I am still on strike. What do I mean? I'll tell you guys later. I'm kidding. Uh, professor, I've been begging him to do an OVW episode of the Pro Wrestling Reflection, and he chooses to do Pro Wrestling at the Movies, or whatever the fuck the show is. Uh, it was a PWR at the Movies, and they're they're going to be reviewing an episode of Superboy where Lex Luger Lex Lex Luger plays a, a bad Superman. Yeah, I wanted the probably, I wanted the episode of OVW. OVW. I've been begging for it. Well, you got a whole documentary about OVW on Netflix right now. We're going to talk about that, actually, during the three count. Uh, what else we got? We got Mike Martin. Mike Martin's in the house. Yeah, he's wicked awesome. He's not from Boston, but I like the way to say his name. You say his name like you're from Boston. It's Mike Martin. I'm going to say his name that way. We have the record of 172 wins. And only two defeats, yes. This man has been paying for much under the table. He is sponsored now by Lucky Strike Cigarettes. 10 out of 12 doctors choose Lucky Strike. Over the over the harsh taste of camel 
cigarettes. Anyway, Al Robinson. What else we got here? Uh, All the way from Israel. Or our brother from the motherland? I don't know. Is Israel? No, the motherland's Africa, right? Yeah. Well, anyway, the Holy Land. Our brother Aaron Ben Shlomo. Love you, my friend. Aaron Ben Shlomo is in the house. Ladies and gentlemen, let me. I really should have this shit queued up. Because, um. While the air is dead, I'll tell you that Dance and Dance says, I am actually from Boston originally, so you can use that voice for me if you want. Dance and Dan Heffern, are you a friend? Are you are you a fan of the Red Sox? Huh? Do you go to the ballpark, the Hobbit Yard, have a hot dog? He's definitely a fan of Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is the only member of the chat that has his own goddamn fucking intro music. What am I talking about? Be honest. I know. Ladies and gentlemen, he is an OVW brother. He'll tear your fucking head off your shoulders because his shoulders are like boulders. And he'll fucking drink your ass like a Folgers. I don't know. I'm trying here, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the one, the only Charles, the Hammer, Evans. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you were trying to do, Ray. You were you were in the you we were in the man spirit. You know, you wanted to spit a few bars. You know, I can't spit no fucking bars no more, bro. You kidding me? All this rap is so complicated now. I think I'd be a rap star if I was in my 20s with my skills back in the day. A rap star. Yeah. Okay. All right. Who else we got here? Um, let me see as we scroll, 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 scroll. I think I might have everybody. Maybe not. Let's just make sure. No, that looks to be good. We have Facebook user. Oh, well, that's got to be Jeff Littman. Look, it oh, says NXT absolute- was delightful. Yes, so if he says the life... He's the only person on Earth who would ever use that word to describe NXT, so he's definitely outed himself. And I think, uh, yes, and I think Lab Rat has just snuck in. Like, under a crack in the door. Wait. Lab Rat is here. I was going to dead the music, but... You know, he is here. And what are they testing on Lab Rat? Um, Condoms? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Just uh, yeah. the condoms. It's like getting a pizza with a fucking hair in it. You still eat it, but it's not as good. I don't know. Does hair bother you, by the way? Like if you get if you order like Chinese food and you see like a that thick black strand of hair. Well, yes. Hang- yeah. It bothers me. And then I. Remove it. And continue. Eating. Just eat it, right? Yeah. Well, come on. It's like, what are you gonna do? Well, I don't Not like the, it. Man, I, fi- I don't like that it's there. It's a fingernail. That's a different story, right? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know if I could ever eat. You know those people that find like dead mice in their shit. Oh, 
I was halfway through my Big Mac and I saw a foot. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. <sighs> the three count. This is the three count with the latest breaking news in pro wrestling, sports, pop culture, and more. Now back to Big Ray and the vet. Wow, it is I got to stay on through that whole thing. Yeah, I know. I'm an idiot. I forgot to hit the button button. The he was right button. there when, uh, you know, <laughs> Frank Gotch had uremic poisoning or whatever. What? <laughs> they were testing uh, the the cure for Frank Gotch's uremic poisoning on Lab Rat. I keep forgetting that shit. Mm. How did you forget it? Wow. Very difficult. Yo, man. Yes, yes. So it's three count, ladies and gentlemen. It's a segment of the show where we, you know, talk a little news, sports, and shit like that. And I gotta tell you something, brother. Um, I cannot stop watching, which I'm pretty much done. I'm actually re-watching it. Um, and I'm not listen, we're not putting it over. I'm not gonna put it over because I'm asked to or anything like that. It's really that fucking good. Um, it's wrestlers on Netflix. Oh, yeah. If you yeah, if you guys have a, a Netflix account. Um, if you're stealing one, <laughs> if you can make a fake uh, or, or like some gimmick uh, email just to have a free month of it, watch this shit, man. Uh, that what I'm doing is me and my son are sitting down. Well, we sat down. We watched like pretty much the whole thing because Aiden more and more is like serious, getting more serious about, you know, the business aspect of mm-hmm. professional wrestling and um I'm going to say who I reached out to. I did reach out to, to somebody who's actually in the documentary. No, not Al. Um, and uh, I said, look, man, you know, me and my, my boy are, are watching this. And I said, is there anything that he should pay attention to in particular? And he gave me certain, certain things, you know, and um, it opened Aiden's eyes a lot to what, you know, the real business of professional wrestling is and also the personal life of it bro have you watched this yet no oh my god you haven't watched it yet Oof, it's so good vet it is so good man and it's funny because there's a segment there where uh i'm not going to spoil anything but where al snow that so this there's there's a guy that owns ovw he's like a co-owner he the money mark i guess you would call him and uh, it's very much very Tony Khan esque. Let's just put it that way. At times, and um, there's a part where he's like, you know, man, uh, I'm, I wear my heart on my sleeve. You know, I I show emotion. You know, when when I'm happy, I'm happy. When I show love, I show love. And Al is just like, you can never tell. And it's true, you can never tell when Al is either happy or upset. There are certain times that he, that he does show flashes of, you know not being that grizzled, you know, older guy. But it's just so good, man. There's so many stories here on this show. They follow a number of people. The one that stuck out to me personally the most uh, so far is the story of Mahabali Shira. And um, I think once you guys see that, uh, you're going to look at that kid in a whole different 
a whole different light. He's just humble and and strong. And now I'm not just talking about physically. I'm talking about up here mentally in his heart. He says he's the lion and great heart, man. So I'm just going to put that over, man. You should definitely check out that Netflix series, man. Uh, tag, I think it's a uh, hashtag wrestlers Netflix or Netflix wrestlers. I think it's wrestlers Netflix. And uh, tag Al Snow and, and <clears throat> tag uh, Mr. Pectacular plays a great role. Um, so, yeah, man, check it out. And w- are you planning on, on watching it at, at, at all that or? Nah, probably not. Really? Yeah, very bad, little bad, interest in it. Bad memories? Not really. <clears throat> Just. Not into an eight-hour documentary on some shit I lived. Mm. Okay. I thought you watched it actually. So, yeah. So details of uh, the WWE staff meeting uh, led by Ari Emanuel. Vince McMahon tripled Triple H and Tony Khan this past week. So, uh, have oh, you heard yeah. anything? I mean, nine days from tonight. Oh. Nine days from tonight. Nick Khan. Um, so apparently there were a lot of eye rolls, visible eye rolls and grunts. <laughs> uh. <laughs> a lot of that, like, oh God, are you kidding me? <laughs> because, Why they just boo? Why they just um, start booing in the meeting? <laughs> Vince McMahon alluded to the fact that the WWE, when he wasn't there, when he left and then Triple H had taken over, uh, grew stale. And um, the merger was needed. It was something needed. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Okay, let me make sure I understood what you said. You said that Vince McMahon, he alluded to the fact that... No, he flat it. Okay, so... All right, so he he said that we had to do this merger because Triple H's creative sucked for that few months that I that I retired amid sexual allegations. That's pretty, what you're saying, pretty much indirectly, um, because he was just saying that the project, the product, the project, the uh, product had, had grown grown stale, and this needed to happen. And everybody at the meeting, and people behind the scenes, and wrestlers, and everybody are are just like, get the fuck out of here. This is. It was like the biggest example, uh, or, or the proof, like it was right there, the smoking gun. That Vince McMahon is full of shit. Number one, number two, uh, that the only reason he did this was to get power back in the WWE. This is the only reason, because the company so, was making money hand over fist, even without this fucking merger. Right. So the only way to get control of your company is to relinquish your control of the company. <clears throat> Got it, bro. He's a genius, like everyone says. <sighs> People were not fucking happy about this. It says, uh, despite Vince McMahon's claims that the sale was facilitated due to the company's plateau, many employees felt uh, reaffirmed that the merger agreement actually came to fruition because of McMahon's desire to return to the WWE. It also says here, and this is again, courtesy of a uh, wrestlestink.com Emmanuel, uh, Emmanuel who Vince McMahon continued to uh, call his boss 
uh, reportedly said that Endeavor has a long-standing relationship and partnership with WWE, and he himself has uh, leaned on McMahon for guidance for prior years. The report further states that Emmanuel is uh, the boss of Vince McMahon, as I just said, while Emmanuel's daughter, Emmanuel's daughter, Ashley Emmanuel, works for WWE as well as an executive uh, assistant. There was also a, a news story that came out I think a day or two ago that said that a lot of the people, you know, backstage, a lot of the people that lost their jobs, over a hundred staff members from WWE lost, mm-hmm. lost their jobs. Um, felt that if Stephanie McMahon was still working with the company, that a lot of this wouldn't have happened. I don't see how that works. I, I, think, don't, I don't, I don't even know what that means. So whatever, whatevs. So, Hey, are you guys still playing uh, AEW fight forever? Oh, yeah. I mean, still, we got the stadium stampede update, and they added Keith Lee and the bunny. Oh, is that how they... Because there's, there's some new DLC uh, that's coming out, I think. Let me see. Who is it? We got to get Hook and Danhausen's pretty soon, too. So it says here... Well, that's... You know what? Let me see. Is that what? Is that who, who they're releasing? That stadium stampede thing sucks, by the way. It's so bad. So I did yes, not understand it at all. There we go. We got Hook and Danhausen. Oh, so that's next week. Yeah. So you you said you didn't like the Stadium Stampede. It's just well, it's it's a it's an interesting idea, but when you're playing it, it doesn't feel very good at all. It's fucking weird. I'm like I'm I'm watching this shit. I'm like, what are you playing? <laughs> I could eight- see how I could see how if there were good controls, it might be fun, but it's really not. This is this game is just a travesty. An absolute travesty. So I mean, do you think they're going to come out with another game and should they just go the whole realistic they should just go the whole realistic route, right? This this whole arcadey shit. I don't think anybody wants this. They could still use the, well, the, uh, game, the, the Akai the, engine. The main game isn't arcadey, really. But they have a lot of those little weird um, party games. Like it's like there's like Mario Party slapped onto it. You know what I mean with these little weird games, like and trivia games and stuff. So, Mm. you know, Colin, what's going on, buddy? Reach out to April, asshole. Um, not a fan. Not a fan of this. Uh, let me see what else we got here. All right. So, uh, pro wrestling news, pro wrestling news. Do we have anything good? Bobby Fish on AEW offering too much freedom. Nobody cares about that. Uh, Soraya, nobody cares about her. Wait, what um, about her? What's she do now? Uh, it just says photo. Soraya celebrates uh, AEW anniversary and changes uh, scene over a year. So, she's been there oh. for a year. Uh, celebrating being part of this this uh, incredible new company, AEW. Okay. Oh, Randy Orton was seen at the Performance Center. So they said that he's gotten into like incredible fucking shape. Um, like, what was he before? A fat slob? Well, apparently he's gotten big. Oh. Like, like old Randy Orton. Oh. Like Diesel. Okay. Cock diesel. All right. Yeah, exactly. Like the picture I showed you off there. You know what I mean? Brother. Brother, brother. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, there's not really nothing that I, you know, pro wrestling news is all the same shit. CM Punk this, CM Punk that. Details on the fucking. Uh, you have anything? Uh, you have anything in your mind you wanted to chat about? Mm, not really. How do you feel no. about Jade Jade Cargill? Oh, um, what what do you mean? What what? How do I feel about her? <laughs> well, I'm excited. Talent like, or the uh, fact that she's well, the fact going, that she's officially. I mean, she's there. She's there at the performance center. She's, she's there, there right now. Right now, and just, they're gonna just doing those things where you jump over the little heavy bag in the ring and put the headgear on and gallop sideways. Is that what she's doing? What? She is not a horse. Um. So, uh, I yeah, I'm uh, I'm interested. I I I like Jay. Let's see what uh, they do. How'd you feel about Nia Jax uh, injuring both uh, uh, the WWE uh, Women's uh, Undisputed Champion? What's her name? Uh, champ. Yeah, the Judgment champ. Day. You know the the champ. Yeah. What's her name? Layla Ali. What's her name? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She heard, well, she heard two girls. It's it's funny because. Um, you know, like you don't just come back to work and start hurting people on your own. Mm-mm. You know, like you don't say, "Hey guys, I'm back and I want to sit on everybody." Mm-hmm. So somebody's like telling Nia Jax to go out there and sit on these girls, knowing damn well she doesn't know how to do it. But it, it must be some kind of a rib or something. That's you a- know, like who's who's telling her that she needs to become Yokozuna all of a sudden. And not just Yokozuna, the working Yokozuna, but Yokozuna, the one that would squash the guys on Superstars for a shoot. Oh, remember the one they keep showing? Yeah, they love that one. Oh, my God. He definitely didn't hold the... the... <laughs> yeah, he didn't even... His fingers weren't even on the ropes. Jeez, so, fuck. so it's weird. It's just like, why would they? why would they do this? You know, but I don't know. I guess we'll see. I guess we will see. Um, <clears throat> let me see. It says here, Omaga's, Omaga's son reveals why he left the reality of wrestling. It says here, um, let me see. He made his uh, wrestling debut July, won his first match, blah, blah, blah. This is WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, Booker T recently announced that Fatu was no longer. So you know this whole thing that, that uh, Omaga's kid, the youngest kid, left reality of wrestling. This is Booker T school. Mm-hmm. And uh, Booker T says, it's all love. It's all respect. I still, oh no, I'm sorry. It's not Booker T, it's the other kid. So it's all love. It's all respect. I still uh, want to see Booker T and his school thrive. For me, it was just my vision was different. Me and Book, we already had a conversation and some things uh, can't work. My vision and his vision, uh, what he had lined up. It just didn't connect. We parted ways respectfully. We're still on good terms. He's, and then he continues to finish off saying, it's not like I don't want to see you win no more. It's all love. Okay. Um, I have to go this way. All right. So basically the kid just wasn't getting paid enough probably. Well, you know, isn't reality of wrestling also like kind of a school? It is a school. It's like OVW, how it's a school, yeah. but also they have shows. Yeah. You know, um, 
I don't know. I, I'm not even going to try to speculate. I really don't know anything about this. Well, apparently, I just heard a little bit, just a little bit of names involved, but I don't know anything about what goes. Well, what did what did you hear? Like just no. I'm just I'm just saying like something about first of all that Umaga has a son that's in wrestling, which I didn't know before I heard it, and then something about this, but I didn't even know it was about leaving or anything. Yeah, well, the kid's gone. Apparently, he was um asking for a lot more pay than the other wrestlers so that that might have been one of the things anyway um jake hager you may have heard of him uh, you know formerly jack swagger uh current aew wrestler and former uh, wwe world champion has uh officially retired from mixed martial arts oh yeah i know right the 41 year old retires with a record of three zero and one in all in the Bellator cage. I heard Bellator is being uh absorbed by a professional fight league. Did you hear oh, that? Really? Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Bellator will be no more. Is that is that right, chat? Am I correct with that? I believe so. Um which I'm shocked because Bellator I, I always saw as a you know a pretty decent number two. Yeah. You know, back in the day. Uh, in the heyday of, of MMA, Dream was a great was a great company. Was it Dream? Yeah, it was Dream. Um, K One was another great company. Uh, what else? Shit. Strike Force was it Strike Force? Mm-hmm. Why am I Why am I thinking that's wrong? Well, there was of, a Strike Force. I'm thinking about Tito Santana and uh, right Rick Martel. Rick Martel. Do you remember how they came together? Um, they came with the name. The back. Well, I, know, I know you've said this a few times, so go ahead and say it again. But real quick, uh, so fill us in there, Charles, while I tell you uh, about how Strike Force uh, developed the name Strike Force. He's in a, fill us in on the Zillifa Two gimmick. So they, I think one of them got attacked. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, uh, Rick Martel got attacked. I forgot by whom, but they were doing a backstage interview, right? And Tito Santana rolls in, right, because he saved them. And then uh, they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna team up together, and we're gonna strike with force." And then fucking Rick Martel's like, "Yes, that's 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 what we are. We're Strike Force, and that's how they came up with their name." Who was more over Strike Force or the Can Am Connection? Strike Force. Did the Can Am Connection have girls in cars? I think not. Wasn't that their? That wasn't their song. Did you know that a uh, real American was supposed to be the uh, the theme song for uh, uh, what the was US it, uh, Express, Mike Rotunda and Barry Windham? Yes, everyone knows. This is like when you say, "Did you know that Super Mario Brothers Two for the NES was actually a different game in Japan called What?" Japan. Yeah, everybody knows this. Oh. Right. Oh, let's see. Uh, so, what you got there, Charles? Anything? Okay. He's typing okay. away. Okay, he's typing away. Okay. So, while he types, if you furiously type. Strike Force was over. I, I used to like Strike Force. That was one of the first, that was probably the first time that as a child when I witnessed the old, like, oh, my partner accidentally hit me, so I hate him now. Oh, when uh, Rick, when Rick Martel turned? Yeah, he just walked away and left him. Well, Strike Force to get beat up. 
they it's also for me uh one of the more iconic memories for me because i remember strike force actually winning the tag team titles on on superstars of wrestling oh yeah do you remember that very rare occasion you would even it was a rare occasion when you even see two name wrestlers against each other on superstars but surely not a title change no you know a tag team i used to really love a lot vet um And I thought it had so much potential. And I don't think they wanted. They, I don't think they won the tag team titles. Tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me when I'm telling lies. Um, I used to love Power and Glory. Yeah, I don't think they won the title. It was Hercules and uh, I was going to say Tom Zink. Hercules and Paul Roma. <laughs> yeah, Tom Zink uh, dipped out for a little while after the Can-Am connection, and then came right back for Power and Glory. No, no. I'm shocked how how a team like the Killer Bees never want, had had a title run because they were fucking good, man, and they were over, especially when they had the mask. Remember they would they would yeah the mat oh man the twin magic shit that shit was dope, bro. There what was well, can you can you think of a a more like iconic tag team division than that mid to late eighties WWF? <sighs> Jesus Christ. Like there's so many teams from that. Like you said, the Killer Bees. The Killer Bees would have been like a top act in any of the territories yeah. for like years and years. And in the WWF, they were like basically the bottom of the the bottom of the whole division. They were lower mid carders. Like they would lose to all the yeah yeah or even not. I don't even remember like that many feuds they had. It was you know they beat the job guys and then that was it. It's like they didn't have like a, a lot of high profile stuff so in the words of the professor um untapped potential you know untapped potential remember uh well i mean you had the young stallions talking about tom zink and paul roma oh yeah yeah dude another job tag team right but you look at those guys and you'd be like just send them to any right any part of the country and they'd be like the top tag team they were both really good they were both super athletic they were they both looked amazing Oh, wait a minute. It wasn't Tom Zank. It was Jim Powers. Oh, Jim Powers. I'm sorry. Jim Powers. Jim Powers and Paul Roman. I was about to say, Tom Zank really got around. The (laughs) Z-Man. The Z-Man. When he went to Diamond, when he went to to NWA at the time. I was like, oh, shit. And they made him the TV champ, I think, or something like that. That's fucking cool. Oh, yeah. And Mike Martin says, Honky Tonk Man and Greg the Hammer Valentine, which I don't even think of as the tag team. I was just thinking of guys with like right. name tag teams, but that was a good that was like uh rhythm and blues. Rhythm right? and blues, yeah. When, when, right. Uh, or what about um but what about Valentine and Beefcake? Like that team. was an iconic tag team from the the, the WWE have had all the best tag the teams. British Bulldogs, Nikolai Volkov, the Iron Sheik. Um you remember this tag team? Uh Cowboy Bob Orton. And um, Don Morocco with Mr. Fuji yeah. as their manager. Holy shit. I'm not even that. counting those. <clears throat> I'm just counting guys that had a team name and a gimmick, like the British Bulldogs, the Killer Bees, the Rougeau Brothers. Oh, my God, the Rougeau Brothers. Bushwhackers. You had Heart Foundation. Um, so many different. And then you start adding in those those makeshift teams that were really good and the Rougeau brothers were really, I, you know, I look back at them so far. The, the all American boys with the little flag. Yes. Come on, bro. That theme song. Yep. 
Oh my yeah. god, that shit was awesome. By the way, uh, big shout out to Jimmy. Can we T. just talk about '80s tag teams for the rest of the episode? Oh, we're gonna go back in the day. You know, we're go- we're going back in today in wrestling, but '80s yeah. tag teams. I mean, we could talk about this all um, all day. The- oh my god. <laughs> I mean, typhoon and fucking earthquake. Can you imagine those guys right now in the WWE? Yes. Who else? Uh, the power um, powers of pain. Oh yeah, powers of pain. <sighs> of course, the Road Warriors. Um, in the eighties, the Steiner brothers. They came in uh, towards the end of the eighties. Who else did we have? Jim. Oh my Steiner god, brothers. What the WWF? The Steiner <laughs> brothers didn't come in until like ninety three. The Islanders. Oh yeah, the Islanders. Untapped potential. Untapped. Fuck the head shrinkers. Untapped potential. But I do like the Islanders. It was a Haku and Tama, right? Pretty sure. Really fucking. The Rougeau brothers are fucking awesome. Jim, <laughs> Mike Martin says, Jim the Anvil, Nyhart, and Coco Beware. The new foundation, right? Yeah, the new foundation. Demolition. And then there was high energy. Like, we're just naming tag teams now. They're not even in the time period that we originally started talking about. All right, stop it. Everybody Heavenly stop bodies. it. Heavenly body. Get the fuck out of Heavenly bodies. This is like they didn't even show up until like ninety four or five. We're talking about the eighties, guys. We're talking about like, yeah. like like the really. I'm I'm trying to think off the top of my head, man. Uh, not Doink and Dink, Chris Winland. <laughs> Doink and all right, Dink. all right. It's time. It's time to move on. All right, so it's time. We've lost the plot. To go back in time. This day in professional wrestling, it is September twentieth, and let's go back in time. All right, we are going back in time, ladies and gentlemen. What the hell happened today, September 20th, in the world of professional wrestling? We're going to go all the way back. Ooh, we're starting far back, 1985. Bet, how old were you in 1985, Bet? I was just that old. You were five. Did I say that? I don't know. You said you were just that old. 85. Were you 85? You were you were you were 1985? Who knows? In a it says here in a in a rate manager versus oh uh manager versus manager battle, 1985. Captain Lou Albano, he was 52 at the time, defeated classy Freddie Blassie in a steel cage match. It would prove to be uh, the 67-year-old uh, Blassie's last match. I do not remember this. Do you remember a manager versus manager wrestling match? Not in a tag team, just like I, I, I have to. I need to see this now. Yeah, this doesn't ring any bells. It says uh, manager versus manager match. Albano Blassie in a steel cage. God damn it, pal. Incredible. That would have been one of that had to have been one of the last times that Freddie Blassie was got in the ring, right? It says it says here it says he was sixty seven, and it was his last match, and, and that was the last one. Okay, it was the last match? Wow, man. Damn, Blassie was fucking old in eighty five. <laughs> he, he went he went through the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. God bless him, man. What a fucking run. And this goes to show you the guys that were on the gimmicks and the guys that probably weren't on the gimmicks. 
classy Freddie Blassie, if you looked at him when he was younger, he was a big, like, ch- barrel-chested man. You know, like, you right. could tell he woke up in the morning, had two fucking T-bone steaks, right? a dozen eggs. <laughs> pack of cigarettes. <laughs> pack of cigarettes and a, and a shot of gin. Then he would go to... <laughs> He would go and fucking lift cows over his shoulder and toss them into holes. I don't know. What what do you do with cows? I don't know. Right. No. Yeah, Freddie Blassie was, yeah, just absolutely crazy. Now, Lou Albano, on the other hand, I've seen him work a good number of times, you know? What did you think of him as a worker? Oh, he's one of the absolute worst that I've ever seen in my life. Like, Lou Albano is absolutely the drizzling shits. Mm. Um, with all due respect. With all the, hey, 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 what's up, fellas? It's Jimmy T. Jimmy, I, I put over, I'm going to be on with you guys later tonight, so don't forget to fucking send me the link. Yeah? Yeah. My father used to tell me about Classy Freddie Blassie, and he told me that he used to take a file, and he used to file his teeth so that when he bit you, he cut you open with his teeth. Mm-hmm. Who does that? fucking awesome let's fast forward here this is your this is your style right here we're going to 1993 we're going way way way. time machine's going real fast it says in oh god god help me so really nothing happened on this day in history for like eight good years and then eight good years it was september 20th was just a dead zone for wrestling history for eight years okay eight fucking until we head to nagoya japan where Sinya Hashimoto ended the Great Muta's 400-day IWGP heavyweight title reign. At the same time, it was the longest reign in its title's history. Mm-hmm. Who? Who, who? Well, you know the Great Muta. Well, of course, who doesn't know the Great yeah. Muta? But Shinya Hashimoto was, he was like, the guy that was kind of earmarked to be the next guy. Uh, you probably seen him. He's that guy that looks like a fat karate guy. That's like know? everybody there. <laughs> and I know, I'm but he had, but, but he had that look though. That was like, Oh, well of all the fat karate guys, this is the fat karate guy. He had the black pants with the red belt and he had the, the white headband, you know? Yeah. So you, you probably, you, if you, if you Google a picture of me, you'll be like, Oh, like, him. I got to do it now. So, yeah, so that looks like. So yeah, he was he was sort of in that early '90s. He was there to lead the charge and be the next generation after like the Fujinamis and Inokis and stuff. And what happened to him? Because apparently, uh, you know, didn't pan um, out. Did it? I believe he's well, no, he he was the guy for a while and uh, until it was time for it. But he, I, I believe he's passed on. Unfortunately, I don't really oh, re- remember his run. I you want to hear something crazy? Huh? I remember this guy. And I remember him simply through the aftermags. Right. Yeah, he'd be the guy that you would see only in magazines because we there was no way for us to watch these. We couldn't even tape trade at a certain point. We could masturbate, though. Yeah, we could always do that. Yeah. Let me try to make but, this a little bigger. Right, that doesn't work. Well, that's one handsome devil. Let's see what else you got here. Huh. So this is the guy that beat the great Muda, huh? Yep. Mm. So what was his work rate like? Uh I don't know. I, I haven't watched like a ton of his matches, you know. Um, but uh nothing Ooh. amazing. 
He was in WCW. Like he wrestled. He did that whole cross promotion thing. Yeah, I'm sure he must have. Bro, he was the NWA heavyweight champion. Perhaps. So this guy was pretty over then. I like this. Yeah, guy. yeah. He he was like I said. He was for for a period there in New Japan. He was the guy. Interesting. I I love to learn about new. I mean, he's not new to but he's new to me. Right. Um. Really fucking interesting. Who's who's like uh. Is there a wrestler like in Japan that's like we're talking about this guy was supposed to be the guy? Is there a guy that came in with like incredible fucking hype and you know maybe like got shot to the top real quick and then just totally disappeared? Like he had like a two year run and was gone. Is there anybody like that? That well, again, I, I'm not like a Japanese wrestling historian, despite what people may think. Jargo? Who's Jargo? Cole Jargo. Yeah, Jargo might know better than I, but um, there's probably some, there's probably a few people. That, I mean, there, you know, Inoki tried to do that weird mixed martial arts thing, you know, like we tried that. to hybrid hybridize the, the thing and that. You know, so probably any of the people that were picked to do that probably could fit into your description. I'll tell you a guy who they definitely wanted to be the guy, but his road to being the guy was kind of up and down. Like they weren't sure how far they wanted to pull the trigger on him. And maybe they thought they gave him too much too soon. Mm. And I'm everybody here knows this guy because he's currently in a feud with Seth Rollins. And that is Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, bro. Um, so again, I'm I'm not even gonna pretend I'm a New Japan wrestling fan, but I remember watching Wrestle Kingdom nine, I believe it was, mm -hmm. and somebody told me you gotta watch this, and I it, I was working an overnight shift, and it was live, if I'm correct, mm -hmm. and I remember seeing this fucking guy with the big he had a big gold crown, if I'm correct, like a tall pointy crown, a white all white and gold fucking outfit long cape he was dressed like freddie mercury yeah and he was fucking gyrating and doing all this jeff hardy looking shit i'm like who the fuck is this guy and then he fought uh was it was it rainmaker at wrestle kingdom now was it tanahashi it might have been tanahashi <clears throat> tanahashi and um, I was going back and forth with my other my friend who was also working overnight shift, who was a wrestling fan. He was explaining to me that Tanahashi was like John Cena of of Japan. Mm -hmm. He was the John Cena of Japan. I was blown away by those two guys. Um, why why didn't uh, Shinsuke get to that point? Is it because he left, or well, I think I think the I think what you're talking about that was when he was at that point. But at the beginning, when they first brought him in, it was a little bit up and down because he was supposed to be, he was like a real mixed martial artist. Shinsuke. So, yeah. Yeah. So he was having like pro fights at the same time as he's doing this wrestling thing and he hadn't really figured out all of this, you know, elaborate costuming and gimmick and stuff like you're talking about. He just looked like a regular guy at first and... So it was kind of boring, you know, so I, I don't know if they really wanted to. And this was also kind of during yeah. the whole when Brock Lesnar was there for that weird thing. Yeah, didn't he face Brock Lesnar? I think he did. Yeah. And like, so like Brock wouldn't drop the belt to him, you know, like or any Japanese guy or some just some shit. So it was who, just, who did Brock lose that title to? 
So they brought in Kurt Angle. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I'll lose to Kurt Angle if you bring Kurt Angle in. Kurt Angle was such a badass, bro. Did you watch that documentary at least? No, I didn't see Oh, that. my God. Yo, dude. Hands down, one of the best documentaries WWE's ever done. Really fucking good. Was it good? Because, like, one of the reasons I don't like WWE made documentaries is because <laughs> excuse me, there's a, there, there's a lot of glad handing and sort of like patting themselves on the back kind of nah, shit bro. in there. Like this was okay. this was like um as raw as it can get. Like they spoke about shit that you don't really see in wrestling documentaries. They 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 got in depth in his drugs. They even mm-hmm. showed him fucking like kind of strung out a little bit and his wife being there with him um his his time with tna like they did a great job you know what if you can vet try to try to check it out i think i i think you would like it well i mean i do i i do also know a lot of the stuff about kurt you know some of it i saw in real time some of it i've i've read about and heard him talk about you know so i didn't know about his uh was his dad who committed suicide maybe yeah it was his father it was his father no no his father died i forgot how his father died now i don't know why uh chat uh how did how did kurt angle's dad pass away and his mom no no his brother was his brothers were there it spoke about how how tough the brothers were as well sister somebody commits suicide it sounds familiar oh yes the sister i think the sister but also the father died before he got to go to the Olympics or something like that. No, he didn't commit suicide. I forgot. Oh, it was an accident. That's what it was. All right. So Kurt Angle's father died in the most tragic way. I, th- I think he was working. He was an alcoholic and he had slipped and he fell through like this, this thing. Anyway, he fell a long way. He, you know, hit whatever. And then uh, he ended up uh, dying of a, he fell from a crane. Yes, that's right, Elizabeth. And um, he survived that fall, but then he didn't survive much longer, and he, he died uh, shortly after that. So it was like tragic. And I think his sister also, uh, yeah, his sister also passed away. And you see, Kurt Angle, man, just like really raw. Kurt Angle, by the way, is my favorite wrestler, period, of all time. Sports entertainer. He's a, for me. He's above Hulk Hogan. He's above The Rock. He's my favorite. Love that guy. So I definitely think you should check it out, brother. But let's fast forward anyway. We got we just go to 1997. So four years later, WWE presented their first UK exclusive pay-per-view one night only at the NEC Arena in Bing, Binghamton, Binghamton, England. The main event saw the European title change hands for the first time as Shawn Michaels defeated the British Bulldog in a shocking fashion in front of a, a arena full of his countrymen. Why are you laughing? Yeah. Well, because I knew what the main event was going to be and I was just laughing at it. And then the way you describe it in, in a shocking fashion. Yeah. The shocking fashion was that he did it. He did it just to fuck with him. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and just to fill in the, that's why, bit. that's why it, it's shit like this, where Shawn Michaels takes a meaningless European championship off of another guy. Like, you know, that was him deciding to, like, 
yeah in his hometown right like you know that that is there's no reason to do that other than that Shawn michaels is a dick right dick and it, it just makes me laugh because that this is what i think i think of things like this when people say whenever they talk about tony khan and the whole situation and and you know and it's just like vince can you imagine vince mcmahon ever letting people just do you know like uh, yes yes i don't have to imagine it yes yes he can i remember and just uh just to fill this in really quickly uh jimmy uh yeah his sister died of a heroin overdose it was some dark shit bro but um but back to this yeah man that's kind of fucked up it's their first pay-per-view <laughs> in the uk and Shawn Michaels beats him for uh, not even a mid-card title at the time. The European title was like a given to. Uh, they probably had a tournament for it, and British Bulldog was the first winner of it. And then I don't even like, remember. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, Vet. I was always a fan of the European title. I thought it was a great belt to put on, like a young up-and-coming wrestler. You know, kind of like the North American title is now. I guess you weren't you weren't a fan of it. I, I don't. I don't think I really cared that much. Okay, I, that's fair. You know, fair enough. I certainly don't care in retrospect, and I don't even think that maybe Davy Boy Smith didn't even care that he had to lose it. I don't. I, I'm not saying that he should have felt disgraced or anything for losing it, but I'm just talking about the whole situation. I think is kind of funny, especially in light of recent events and how everybody always dogs Tony Khan out for not having control of his locker room. Mm. All right, we're going to fast forward through this, Fed. We got a lot of stuff that happened this day in wrestling. In 1997, also, ECW, as good as it gets, took place in the ECW arena in Philadelphia. Named the after the hit film with Jack Nicholson and Helen Hunt. Uh, <laughs> the biggest talking point of the show was Beulah McGillicuddy. I remember this match defeating Bill Alfonso in a bout so bloody that Alfonso said uh, to have lost one-third of the blood in his body. Do you remember this shit? I never saw it, but I that remember was it. Crazy! That was a that's a crazy fucking match. Beulah beat the fucking shit out of Alfonso, and Alfonso. <laughs> this is where you go to get some juice, and you do it a little bit too well, brother, brother, brother. That that was that was a crazy fucking time um, to be a wrestling fan, man. We anyway. 1999 on an episode of raw is war from houston texas the rock and sock connection defeated the undertaker and the big show to win their second the undertaker and big show with tag team champions a second time a second time uh to win their second so the rock and shock the rock and sock connection won the titles twice they may have um, won it three times it says uh this would be uh the last match the undertaker wrestled as the dead man character in april 2004 so this is the biker you mean the biker gimmick yeah interesting uh we'll fast forward to 2004 were you a fan of rock and sock by the way i was never a fan of that that whole, i know people love it not a fan of it i was never a fan of it personally um i don't i don't want to say a fan that would be a strong word but uh it definitely would be a good idea to have a character like the rock who never put anything over and to have a partner that was constantly trying to get him to put something over you know it, it de led to some good comedic moments but you know as a as a legitimate team i don't think i really thought about it too much see todd brantley's gonna say you know the story behind this right 
Can you say how that? Supposed, then, yeah, how are we supposed to know what? Yeah, this tell us the is. story, brother. Tell us what story you're talking about. So we're gonna be checking in on that. He's Go about ahead, to that. turn into the uh the you know miniature essay king. Two thousand and four vet. The incredibly gorgeous, and I still think she is possibly one of the most beautiful women in professional wrestling history. Christy Hemi is announced as the first ever Raw Diva Search winner. Cool. <laughs> 2005. What happened, Vettin? No, no. I was Be just done. laughing because I was thinking they had... Um, that, that, that was the... When they did that Diva Search, like the main theme of the Diva Search, they had... It was some song. I don't know what the song is called or who does it, but like the chorus had some lyrics about see the idiot walk see the idiot hear the idiot talk or whatever mm. <laughs> so i thought that like i don't even know if the girls were aware that was going on but it was definitely not on accident todd brantley now tells us the story he says they found out that fonzie aka bill alfonso was the mole in the locker room and if he didn't wrestle that night paulie was going to fire him the mole to who wwe or wcw at the time probably wcw i'm assuming <clears throat> right yeah. I, I don't know neither do i todd it couldn't Hello. be it couldn't be a mole to the sheets because that was paul that was yeah no shit um bobby lashley in 2005 makes his uh television uh debut with a win over do you remember who Simon it is dean yes and he forced him to eat an entire plate of hamburgers afterwards huh you don't remember that no who forced who well, Bobby Lashley won, no. so he forced Simon Dean, the fitness expert, to eat a giant plate of uh, hamburgers. Mm. With the buns or without the buns? Because without the with, buns. Well, I mean, you would only see, like, they had other matches to get to, so they would cut back every once in a while, and, you know, they're, Simon Dean would just be crying, eating a burger, and Bobby Lashley would be like, eat them. In 2013, vet at Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor, eleven. So nothing happened for another eight years. We're another eight years. Another eight-year drought of wrestling history. Adam Cole, baby, defeats Michael Elgin to win the vacant Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship. Michael Elgin, not very liked, apparently. Apparently. Fast forward two more years, WWE United of Champions took place in Houston, Texas, in the main event we saw. 2015, remember this, guys. Seth Rollins retained the WWE Championship with a win over... Um, You said 2015, right? Uh-huh. It was Sting, right? It's Sting! All he had to do was break his back and neck, and he was able to defeat him. <sighs> an, injury, an injury sustained during the match led directly to Sting's retirement. And then... Him losing his mind and joining AEW, jumping off of stuff. Um, so, yeah, Sting is still wrestling. Can you believe that Sting is still, like, really wrap your head around the fact that Sting, Sting was something I was watching in, like, 84. <laughs> and I was in diapers. Anyway, 84, now I wasn't in diapers. That, that would have been a problem. I was born in 76, so I was almost done. Anyway, not, I'll be eight. Eight in diapers, not good. Elsewhere on the card, we had Charlotte Flair defeating Nikki Bella to win the WWE Women's Championship. Oh, God. 
And lastly, in 2019, Rick Bognar, best known to fans as the fake Razor Ramon, passed away. We do have some uh, wrestling uh, birthdays, so you guys can go to, uh, hey, go over to Twitter. You can find some of these people. Uh, the the lovable sexy star. She was born 1982. Was this the sexy star that shot on Rosemary yeah, and that fucking, match? Yeah, the cunt. Yes. Because um, there's a new there's a new sexy star. This so, one was born 82, so I'm assuming this is the original sexy star. We can't assume that. Okay. Um, well, well, well quintessential stud muffin oh yes giving you eyegasms oh man this guy i've i've uh chatted with him quite a bit he's actually one of my first interviews like face-to-face gimmicks uh you can actually find it go to youtube type in a uh, big ray and uh joel gertner very very i forgot what he says something he says some funny shit on, on the interview but this guy is just so witty really cool guy um, Joel Gertner, Scott Hudson. Remember Scott Hudson? Uh, who sure. was he? WCW. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that yeah. one of the announcers on mm-hmm. with the beard those, and the balding gimmick yeah. a little bit? Arn Anderson was born in 1958. So go and uh, say hi to Arn Anderson. I don't know who Johnny Kidd is. 1955. Don't know who that is. Does that ring a bell, guys out there? Johnny Kidd. No, no, I don't know who that is. And lastly, the last birthday, and you can go on Twitter right now and find him. Born in 1951, it is the Hammer, Greg Valentine. That other Hammer. The other Hammer, yeah, not not the you know, not our Hammer. Well, the Hammer I got right over here. No. Hey, hey. Ladies and gentlemen, that was today in pro wrestling history. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for our favorite time of the day. As I'm stalling for NXT. Ladies and gentlemen, it is NXT 3.5. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, NXT was live on Tuesday, September 19th, 2023. One hell of a card, ladies and gentlemen. Would it live up to the hype? Well, bet last week. NXT went over a million on the yeah on the overrun and averaged nine hundred thousand plus viewers. Did you know that? Oh, on the overrun, so they were no no, no. coming a- on to they averaged nine hundred thousand viewers for the duration of the show, and then the overrun went over a million. Yeah, because people wanted to watch something and. <laughs> 
they tuned in to watch that thing, whatever it was. What the comes Becky, on after NXT? Some the Becky Lynch effect, dude. Yeah. What comes after Nikita? Uh, what is it? Uh, LaBelle Nikita. Nikita, yeah. Femme Nikita. And, and Silk Stockings. Silk Stockings. Yeah. <sighs> All right, vet. So here we go, man. It's NXT, brother. All right, here we go. Well, the man is back here in uh, NXT. Oh. Um, did you just make that up? She literally said it. She literally said it in the ring on the microphone. Did he really? Yes. You were probably shooing away a homeless drug addict on the train or something, so you may not have noticed, but um, huh. yes, she did. And uh, she also said a poem of sorts. Yeah, well, then you shouldn't have said it. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. so she's, she's doing the John Cena gimmick now. Kind of. But the way she does it, it almost like if it had a slightly different cadence, it would be like a limerick, you know, because she's Irish. She's like, oh, she's like, I'm your ladies' champion. Yes, I am. And I like to eat green eggs and ham. Mm-hmm. I, I like to grab the spatula with spam. And in my face, the sandwich I will cram. That's pretty good. Try it. It's about as good as Becky's rhymes. That shit you know? was horrible. I don't yeah. like that. Don't do that, Becky Lynch. Okay. Well, you know. Yeah. Uh, so she also speaks Tiffany into the room. And uh, Tiffany wants a rematch at No Mercy in Bakersfield. Now, guys, I know that some of you may not be from California. Mm-hmm. But I want you to know that uh, most of us think of Bakersfield as a shithole. I was going to say that. It's not like, you know, when you look at the great tradition of NXT, you know, like takeover Chicago, Brooklyn, mm -hmm. Philadelphia, Houston, Bakersfield. It's, one of these things is definitely not like the others. So. But. But. They are the kind of white trash people that would like to go see some wrestling. So. It's like OVW. You should see that crowd. Yeah. Yeah. See if I bring up this gimmick that I made for Ben. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so anyway, but then the weird part here was, uh, this is very unfortunate, Ray. Uh -oh. um, like as the, I guess, baby face, like Becky just sucker punches Tiffany right in the mouth. <sighs> so I'm sorry. She's fired. <laughs> you got to yeah. fire Becky for that. She's you done. cannot just unprovoked punch an unsuspecting person in the face like I mean, everybody in that arena yeah you can but it's not not uh you gotta get word? fired damn you gotta really gotta fire so becky lynch is gone brother she's gone hmm. i guess they'll let her fulfill her contractual obligation for the main event on this show but i guess yeah i mean if you have to right right and then and then, and then Kiana attacks, right? So, I mean, two wrongs don't make a right. She's got to go. Um, and at this point, Becky's defending herself, and she kicks both their asses, I guess. Mm. All kidding aside, um, what do you th like when, when, when the hero punches the villain in the face first? Is, is that does it? Did you were you like? Mm. See, well, all right. So as as 
you know, as a reporter or whatever, you know, what we do here. A pundit of the people? A pundit of the people. I, yeah, of course. I'm I'm sitting down like, what the fuck? I'm like, Becky, you're the, you're, you're the baby face. You're not supposed to do the attacking. This girl's supposed to swing on you, and then you're supposed to retaliate. But I'm going to give Becky Lynch a pass because Becky Lynch isn't like a lot of other female baby faces. She's not like most girls? She's not like most girls. Um, she going to sit on somebody now? Just <laughs> sat way, on Tiffany. If you guys haven't watched uh, Wrestlers for Netflix, you have to watch this new uh, thing that me and Ben are putting together. It's called Wrestling Fans. So, um, I think Becky gets a pass on that, brother. I really do. I think she gets a pass. Well, here's how you... Okay, well, how about this, Ray? Let me pitch this to you go ahead sir um how about if kiana comes out and now that she knows she's outnumbered she, she makes the first punch well all right so i'm gonna that could have been you get the same exact thing happen but it it already puts it in your mind that she knows she's up against it so she's got to make the first move what would stone cold steve austin do that's my thought process. And whenever I see Becky Lynch, I'm not saying she is the female Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right, right, right. But she's the closest thing to that. I think that type of character that, that you know, uh, stop a mud hole in your ass, that type of shit. Um, I don't think Becky Lynch, her her character abides by your... The, I don't know. That's, I, well, but she's very, she's very nice to the other baby faces, whereas Steve Austin yeah. didn't trust anybody. I don't know, man. Um, I still give her a pass. Like it's it's her character. So but I get what you're saying though, and I, I agree with you 100. percent I think like what you're saying makes all the sense in the world in wrestling. You know, in a wrestling kind of uh, whatever connotation, uh, where yeah, if she her backs against the wall, two on one, she does the attacking. She, you know, hits uh, Tiffany Stratton, and she comes back and attacks the other girl, and then both girls attack her and swarm her, and that makes sense. With that being said, Becky Lynch didn't do that. So sure didn't. She gets fired. Yep. You're fired. Sorry, you're fired. all you're all pretty much fired. You fired. <clears throat> um, the uh family's looking at photos. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> hey, this guy over here. This guy looks like he's a tough guy. I respect this guy. This team over here, they they're all right. I respect them. And so they they they're like doing like a police thing. They're trying to find the suspect, but they're looking for an opponent question that why are the champions looking for somebody to fight isn't it supposed to be the other way around where the challengers are supposed to be looking to fight the champions well we'll we'll give these guys a pass because we're just giving out passes no i i well first of all why are you looking at glossy photos of you can <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. what the can't you just be sliding through things on your phone like what are you what are you doing that's what you I have all these photos laid out like you just got your portraits done at everybody has an ipad yeah we've seen them in the we've seen them they watch it in the nxt kitchen someone's gonna do it later on the show i bet are those the 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 what is it the eight by tens the glossies yeah these should all come with an autograph so i wonder if they went to each tag team division hey you got you got something i can uh i can take home to my aunt to my cousin who's a big fan of yours Okay. Yeah. Continue, sir. 
All right. Um, next is Mackenzie with uh, Dragonov. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's saying some stuff, and then Becky storms in, and she's like, I'll take both of you dopes on mm. in the main event. And he's mm. like, hey, whatever you want. Yeah. Whatever you want, Mr. The Man. Right. So dragging off, uh, is this the equivalent of giving up your seat to a veteran? Yes. Okay, so that's what this was. Yes. All right. I respect dragging off for that. Well, what have been he's, funny? He's is, giving Becky a pass too. <laughs> what have been funny is when Becky turned around, dragging off hits her with that fucking forearm right behind the face. Oh shit! You know, <laughs> I'm unhinged. Sorry. Yeah, he seemed pretty hinged at the time. He was so very hinged. You know, digging the hinge. um. Kelly Kincaid, we're getting more of her. Uh, I won't complain. Um, she's in the uh, metaphor lounge with the cast of the Matrix, I guess. Um, That's this right behind me, guys. If you're watching, yeah. So a, a timely reference. Love it. Yeah. It's on this the- day, on this day in history, it's like 25 years ago. You know, the Matrix was released in theaters. It's like what? What? What are they? Why? I don't know, but I I like them. I okay. I know vet. I know it probably didn't make sense to you, but this is fucking hilarious. This I'm is just great. Asking. I'm just asking. <laughs> the metaphor matrix. Come on. Yeah, sure. Oh, it's, it's this isn't even timely. Like this isn't even timely for the matrix. The the fourth matrix movie that came out like two years ago or something. This is. I'm trying to figure out what it has to do with anything. Do you remember the matrix video game? Did you play that? Was it PlayStation? Two or I three. played Enter the Matrix, yeah. Where you play as Jada Pinkett Smith. Next. What do we got next? All right. Next is uh Dom, Dirty Dom. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Well, we hit Butch's music first. Let's let's establish that while these guys are reliving 1999, they hit Dom they hit uh, Butch's music and Butch starts coming out to the ring. And then when we come back from break, that's when uh Dirty Dom sees trick shirtless in the hallway and decides i'll approach this oily shirtless man and mm-hmm. offer him Giant yeah offer oily. offer him to I'll, I'll i'll tell the shirtless oiled man to come and hang out with the other shirtless oiled men and very strong woman mm-hmm. he didn't go for it no trick didn't want to be part of that no. sorry didn't happen yeah, yeah. sorry guys so Trick Williams will not be part of the uh what is was what is the faction called again? Uh Judgment Day. Yeah. Not gonna, he's not gonna be No here. Mercy from Bakersfield, California. <laughs> Four That's, roots, one tree. What is it? Yeah. So oh, two of those roots have uh pulled up and left town. They sure yeah. have. Apparently, quietly, off the radar. People are acting like it's a big deal. These guys wanted to leave. Yep. And somehow they somehow they made him stay to do what exactly? Why did why did they want him? Why did they stop him from leaving? I have no fucking clue, bro. I think they they stopped him from leaving because they wanted to leave. That's that's what I genuinely believe. That's it. And then they said to themselves, like, why are we stopping these guys from leaving? Well, their contract was up. Nobody gives a shit. So the Grizzly Young Veterans no longer were NXT. Schism. Okay. Schism. Diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, no mercy 
it is official. It's going to be Bex versus Tiff for the belt. So the rematch is on. Even though we should have fired both of them. Um, we got to. Yeah. Um, we're going to have uh, Tyler Bate versus uh, Butch mm-hmm. as part of the Global Heritage mm-hmm. Invitational, which apparently this decides the whole block. Um, yep. How did this decide the block when Axiom's only had two matches so far, according to their stats? And they're saying like... Were they two losses? It was one loss and one draw. But both these guys have already had like three other matches. Everybody's supposed to have four matches, I think. Hmm. Or at least three, but I mean, whatever. It doesn't matter. No one cares. Uh, they, they show the viewing party um, and uh, Butch hits the uh, better end, which is some sort of a sit down reverse pile driver to win group A. So Butch wins group A. With some dubious math. He wins with only 10 seconds left. Yeah, if that matters, then. I'm looking at the standings here. Um, it doesn't, I can't find the Axiom thing. So fucking confusing. This is like Bound for Glory all over again, man. Anywho. Any thoughts on this match between these two? Uh... <clears throat> Oh, I fucking enjoyed it, man. I I really did. I think these guys are two equally sized guys, guys that both work very, very similar. Um, there was a, I like the, the one where the segment where, what was it? Tyler Bate does the whole, you know, he, he yeah, fakes look at my fist up here so I can sucker punch. You. But then Butch slaps the living fucking shit out of him, but then he gets him back later. Um, there were a lot of good uh, segments in this match. Did you did you like this match? Because I I quite no, enjoyed. No, I it. hate whenever these guys get in the ring together. It looks Why? Like the because it looks like the phoniest shit I've ever seen. Why? Because they they are like they're doing a, it's like a parody of of wrestling. You think so? Yeah, they're they're doing this the same like little the comedy spots like you were talking about with the look up here. And then uh, they're doing the, you know, the whole grab my leg and go through the legs and, you know, like everything they do. It's just a different version of the same choreographed stuff that people don't like. Um, But they just have like a more world of sport flair to it, but it still looks extra phony. Uh, I just I found it to be entertaining, dude. So I get what you're saying, but I I did enjoy it. All right. Well, what about. Would you rather see Thea Hale go shopping with Reptilian Britt Baker? Uh, who wouldn't? Oh, no, you enjoyed the match, so I thought maybe you prefer well, it to the... I'll tell you what, brother. Um, I enjoyed watching Thea Hale putting on uh, different outfits. That was that was nice to watch. Okay. Agree or disagree? You're um, right, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna say disagree. Really? Why? Like this is this is the first thing I've seen Thea Hale and I didn't like. So I'm you're right. right. Vet. Oh, what am I doing here? Oh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So you're you are correct. It's it appears that Axiom one one win, one draw. How does that make sense? This was last this was like uh last night. Unless Axiom lost on uh what do you call that show 
it, it doesn't matter. It should have already happened because they're talking about this deciding the one, two. They're talking about this deciding the bracket. So, yeah, Charlie Dempsey couldn't win, but Axiom didn't even have a third match. Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. Fucking Charlie Dempsey, O2. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Maybe he's injured. Maybe he got injured and automatically eliminated him. Uh, Maybe they just said that. What are the chances that they just fucking forgot? <laughs> Good chance. I don't. Well, I don't even know why they bothered to go with this whole sort of round robin thing. But you don't even have that many people. Yeah. And, and it seems like the, the, you see how lazy they are with everything they do. Why would they want to make? Why would they want to try to like keep up with this to try? You know what I mean? Like, why would they want to do that extra work for themselves when they're so lazy? They, they completely not. left Axiom out of the. They're like Axiom didn't have a third match. Ah, no one cares. Okay. And then, and then on top of that, you have to watch uh, next uh, level up, which nobody does to kind of follow what's really going on. So. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, so Thea goes shopping and uh, she gets an outfit she likes or that, you know, JC likes for her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You don't like you, right. you, you don't like uh, Thea Hale in those outfits. It's not a question of if I like her in the outfits. It's a question of this is the least entertaining Thea Hale segment because she's not acting like the way we used to like when she was acting. She's not Very funny true. anymore. She's not. You know, she's, she's not doing the gimmick, so for it's now, just for another, now. yeah, it's just another ch chick getting saddled with J.C. Jane, <laughs> the albatross. J.C. Jane is so unlikable. And not in, like, a, a good wrestling way. So Right, right yeah, not in the good heel right? heat type. She's just like a... It's like just a, is, you've got nothing to offer. Like an Ofe, like that an Ofe guy? Idris? Oh, that guy's, he's got a super yeah, bright future. Like fucking, hey. Well, even you have to admit that as a man, there's more potential for Idris than there is as a woman for JC. Even if that's not much. Mm -mm. Idris is the pits. At least he has a physique. Even if that's the only thing, that's more than she's got. I want him to lose his job. I know. We all know. We're aware. Oh, yeah. You mentioned it on on the uh, impact attack. Yep. And every time that you bring it up, Duke Hudson enters for his match. Mm. They remembered to give him a third match. Love, um, Love him. And then we come back and we've got Joe Coffey versus uh, Duke Hudson for okay. the. Here we go. Hold on, let me. <clears throat> let me know when you're. Let me know when you're ready. Oh, I was just gonna pass it to you right now. Okay. Why the fuck? Why the fuck? Do they have Joe Coffey working like he's a six foot eight, three hundred pound wrestler? Oh, that's him. Oh. Because the whole show, the whole spot where, where, where they started off and they're running shoulder to shoulder, you know, mm -hmm. and and Duke Hudson, who is clearly a foot and a half taller, clearly at least 50 pounds heavier muscle, I might add, 
mm-hmm. cannot get Joe Coffey, Joe Coffey off of his feet. Joe Coffey mm-hmm. is throwing Duke Hudson around like he's Axiom. Are you like, are they, are they trying, are, are they kidding themselves? Like who is, who is agenting, agenting this match? I don't know. Maybe somebody that maybe somebody that actually brought Gallus in Bro, is agenting this match. I'm glad Duke won. But a guy like Duke Hudson should not have trouble getting Joe Coffee off of his feet. And a guy like Joe Coffee, no matter how wide he is, should not be fucking uh dragon suplexing Duke Hudson. This was all wrong except for who won and the fact that um duke hudson had to win by a goddamn schoolboy yeah it was a schoolboy come on man this was he's in school too see that's kind of funny right he's in school horrible absolutely joe coffee is uh, he must be extremely arrogant yeah you know what i'm saying like if I'm really so mad that I lost that that video I took of Walter powerbombing him on the apron because oh. it was so funny the way he bounced off it. But can't I, find it now. I'm a relatively large person. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> relatively Duke. large. Ray Hernandez. <laughs> I'm not Duke, bit. but I'm not big like Duke Hudson. I'm about right. six one, right? So if I'm facing Duke Hudson, who's probably like a shoot what six four, he's younger than me. He's stronger than me. If I had a match with the guy. I personally, I'm not going to be fucking giving the guy a goddamn gorilla press over my head. I'm not going to, you know, like, we're not going 50-50. I'm going to try to eke out a win. I'm going to cheat because this guy is much bigger, stronger, faster, and younger than me. Except for the young part, Duke Hudson is... (laughs) It's like fucking, this this is retarded, bro. This is dumb. This was the this was bad, and it wasn't. And it was a the decision to have. Hear me out. The decision to have Joe Coffey go fifty fifty, not only in strength with this guy, but with everything, like straight up fifty fifty match. Actually, it may have been a little sixty forty. I think I think uh, Coffey had uh, more of the upper hand during this match, which is absolutely fucking ridiculous. It was boring. It was plain, and it wasn't Duke Hudson's fault. Mm-hmm. Duke Hudson was the bright spot in this entire match. If you guys don't understand, just please watch the match. Uh, I'm sorry to do this to you. Watch the match and, and see what I'm ta- what I'm talking about. Listen, Joe Coffey is a fine manager. He could be in a cage with Lou Albano or he, he'd Freddie Blassie. He'd be a fine manager. And I'm saying this with the respect and love, man. I'm saying this for real. He, he's a fine manager. He's a manager that would, you know, occasionally, you know, hit you and it, it makes sense that it hurts. You know, it, it, who's a manager vet from when we were talking about the 80s that when he got involved, it was like, okay, like this makes like, I, I get the fact that, you know, he could make a difference physically. Did we have a manager like that back in the day? Hmm? Probably. Right. Maybe Gary Hart or... Gary Hart, big man. Gary Hart was a big dude. 
All right, former Gar- wrestler. Anybody that used to be a wrestler first. But the funny e- thing is that even though even though like a Bobby Heenan used to be a wrestler, but you know, anybody that was like a or like a Paul Ellering, you know, was like a sure. fucking super jacked bodybuilder. Um, right. Paul Ellering, I think, is a great uh, uh, if he got involved, you understand. But not this fucking guy. No. Like this guy shouldn't be going fifty fifty with Duke Hudson. I'm sorry. No. Well, okay, so everybody in the chat that's like trying to throw out examples, you know, like, well, Taz was short and he suplexed people. Well, okay, look, if your entire gimmick is that you could throw people and you have a background in judo and amateur wrestling and you're doing that in the match, then that's okay. Because if you can lift, if you can lift up the weight, then you can lift up the weight. Right. Joe Coffey's not in there body slamming Duke Hudson. It, we're talking about like if an offensive lineman went head to head with a defensive lineman and one guy is clearly outmatched, like he wouldn't get pancaked. Let's put it this way. If Joe Coffey was on the offensive line, the quarterback's getting sacked every time. Every that's time. what we're that's what we're trying to say. It's like Thank you. Yeah, if if Joe Coffey's gimmick was that he's a suplex machine and he throws Duke Hudson around, that's a different match. We're talking about a different match. As a matter of fact, it, this this match would have made more sense if it was against Chad Gable. Yes. Does that when make Chad sense? Gable right? picks up when Chad Gable picks up Walter and gives him those suplexes and stuff like that, you know he's an Olympic level wrestler. Mm-hmm. You know that he's strong for his size and that, but he's not telling Walter to take a clothesline bump. Does that know? make sense? I, there's I'm, a there's a difference. It, yeah. It's it is different. I know you guys just you want to say you like Joe Coffey for whatever fucking reason. He's extremely short, Frank. You hate short people. You know that. Stop liking Joe Coffey. Plus, he's boring and he sucks. And his brother's fat. Um. <laughs> so, anyway, this causes a three way tie. The win by a. Uh, the win by uh, Duke here causes a three-way tie in the in the bracket. So, <laughs> they, I'm sorry, they have him listed as five eleven. The fuck out of here! <laughs> the fuck out of here! Joe Coffee oh, is not no fucking five eleven. Five eleven, my asshole. Yeah, he's not even. Close. It's like when when they had that shot later on of Butch getting in the ring and like looking down at him. <laughs> the fuck out of here! Duke Hudson is a shoot six five. I'm going to assume, and I'm going to look it up right now. 6665, 5'11". Are you fucking shitting me? 5'11". Duke Hudson is 6'5". That's what it says here. That makes sense. Fucking 5'11". Goddamn. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Liz says if melatonin was a person, it would be Joe Coffey. Yeah. Melatonin. It's good stuff. <laughs> Zane Vicious says it's not 1997 that suplex machine stuff is lame. You could what uh, throw th- throwing people has a has a expiration date. You can't throw anybody after 1997. Uh, we, 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 what do we know, right? Anyway, Kelly Kelly Kincaid informs Nathan Fraser, who's backstage uh, in the in the viewing party area. Um, that the triple threat tiebreaker, which he thinks would be a good idea to have next week is actually tonight mm, she got word in her in her earpiece yeah which wasn't connected to anything it wasn't even bluetooth you could tell it wasn't yeah, it was it was like a little um it was like a piece of chewing gum got stuck that's in all it was no one told it. it was like a rib it's a carrot yeah she had a carrot um, in her ear. 
So he does. So so he dashes off screen. So have you noticed that Nathan Frazier's new gimmick as as part of how this whole this is just a cartoon world. This is like Looney Tunes world. Like he mm-hmm. just every chance he gets, he dashes off the side of the screen. Pew. They should they should do that sound. That they sound. Have a, Pew. yeah, and they should have a dust cloud like just. Yeah, why not? Or right. do the you know the the Flintstone feet sound? Pew. Might as well. All right. <coughs> what do you got next? Um, uh, Roxanne enters, mm-hmm. and then uh, Robert Stone tweets a uh, a glamorous shot from the hospital. I missed this. I must have fast forwarded through this. What did what did I miss? It just it, it shows like some picture of Robert Stone, like he's on the cover of some magazine or something, and saying like he just got out of the hospital. Vaughn's not doing good. He appreciates all your thoughts and prayers. Like it's, it's ridiculous. Show, it doesn't really get the concern over, you know. Um, um, but then we get the match that we've all been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Lola Vice versus Roxanne Perez. Oh man, let me tell you. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Well, the first thing I wanted to say is I'm not sure about Lola's gear because yes! like, right you you My saw man. it, right? Before anything <laughs> happened, yeah, something got adjusted. So I was like, oh man, is this gonna the happen? The whole match. The whole match. Seven times she had to adjust the titty titty straps. Yeah. For women that don't have large breasts. You can't have something so open at the front. And it's just simply we're just I'm just I'm I'm just she looked great in it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, she looks great in everything. But she it was an issue. It was the whole and when she was doing that vet, well, you know what I was thinking about? Hmm. The hair brushing. Oh, uh, yeah. Cuz that's what she was she would be like like she would have somebody in the headlock and then she'll take the she'll like slip her other hand and just kind of fix her titty and then <laughs> it was so but go ahead, man. Please continue. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's the first thing I, I notice is stuff like that. I start to get concerned, like, cause once you start being conscious about that, your match kind of falls apart, but she actually compared to somebody that's not that seasoned or whatever. I didn't think she did too bad. She's pretty good, right? A pretty, pretty good for it's all relative, but yes, I um, like her a lot, man. Uh, and you know, we know Roxanne's good. So that kind of experience in 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 trying to help lola look good it almost exposes her a little bit more because when lola's in there with somebody's the shits you know it's like oh well lola's clearly ahead of the curve here mm-hmm. but when she's in there with somebody that's really good it's like oh i see she's slightly like a step off or or just slightly in the wrong place and roxy's trying to corral her in and get her where she needs to be so which you wouldn't notice if she's in there being better than the person that's supposed to be leading her, right? So, you know, maybe Dana Brooke, not the best, but, you know, in any case. Oh, there's your shot. Yeah, there's your shot. Look at this man. That is a fuck. That's something I could see Colin wearing. <laughs> Look at that low cut. It's like something that uh, Lola Vice would wear. (laughs) That's you know what's funny. That's something. That's what she was wearing, more or less. That low cut thing, and she has small breasts. So, if you can see the point through here, like the nipple was like right here in this area. I was waiting for that thing to pop out and hit somebody in the eye. Right, and I'm sure they have like you know, she's got to have like the tape, right, or something to cover just in case that would happen. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. Anyway. 
interesting and uh, she was way over like the fa- the fans actually were like oh she's turned a- on roxy here a little bit because they yeah. wanted lola they were getting a lola chant going and everything she's so, good Lola's, she's, Lola's, I like her. Uh, she's she's over you know what um, i like about they- her vet real quick <laughs> i know a few things but well, what are you gonna say besides the fact that she's absolutely gorgeous and incredible shape it showed for me like when i'm watching her on tv wrestle um you know when you watch somebody going through the the, the movements of being a bad like a like a heel wrestler and somebody who is um what's the word uh enjoying being a heel like like really doing like she just like she's taking it to water like she's like she, everything from like when she hits somebody with a forearm she like and the person drops she's like ah like she looks down at them and mm-hmm. her eyes open up and there's an intensity they 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 she's an MMA fighter who has become a pro wrestler. But to me, she looks like a pro wrestler who knows MMA. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes mm-hmm. any sense, but I think that, that I think she has a future, that young lady, but I said that about the big gay fat black dude too. So we'll see what happens. Exactly. You're looking at me. You know, I have no idea what you're talking about. The guy's on level up and now he wears a, he wears the, the schism mask every once in a while and gets beat up. I forgot his name. What is his name? You talking about the Quin- Quincy? Elliot? Yeah, Quincy Adams, Quincy Jones, whatever the fuck his name is. That guy, John John Quincy Adams, our second president. Or? What a goddamn mistake! Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, some people just have an aptitude for this stuff, Ray. Uh, you just can't tell. That's why you sign so many people and see who's got it, and you throw the rest back. Excellent. She's good. She's very very good. Yep. In, in All right. Pants. So she goes to submit Roxy with some arm dealy, and Roxy pins her. So there she goes. She doesn't mm-hmm. look. You know, everybody kind of comes out looking decent. I, I this. I'd say Lola. She took Roxy to task in this, uh, and they told a story where Roxy just kind of got. She escaped. She escaped with a win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, man. Yeah. I enjoyed this. Yeah, that's 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 where uh, a nice roll up finish is good. Unfortunately, it was the second one we've seen now in a row. Oh. So you might want to check the formatting when you're going over these finishes and shit. There's going to be something else too. Uh, Dom and Mello are walking, and then Eddie Thorpe visits his campground, oh. <laughs> um, and he wants to channel his inner savage and uh, get a strap match going with uh, old Dijack there. Didn't he just have a strap match? This character is canceled. This character has officially been canceled, folks. How yeah. dare you? Yeah. How dare you? Uh, are you alluding to the fact that Native Americans are savages? Mm. <laughs> well, guess what? I am a savage. <laughs> Eat up his tree. Is this, a, this, is this a case of they can say it, but we can't say it? Yeah. It's like, it uh, is, you know, right? So like, you can call like, yourself a savage. I can call myself a spick. All I want. I'm a fucking yeah. spick. Okay. Am I, am well, I a wetback? I'm, I'm, I'm not a wetback. What's a wetback? No, that's different. Oh. Isn't it? I don't know. I'm, I'm a beaner. I'm a beaner. Uh, yeah. Mexican, Puerto Rican, do you, Spanish. Do you, do you share? Yeah. Do you share slurs with Mexican? Um, Not really. Are there, are there ones that are separate for each of you and then other ones that you come together on? They're or? not really. They're not tons of Puerto Rican slurs, bro. Like, spick is about it. That's it, huh? Yeah, there's not 
yeah, we don't really get, we don't, you know, you know, was, I'll say something about, about well, being called a Mexican is a slur in itself, right? Like that counts. Well, his, his, this is going to sound fucked up, but I'm sure it's, it's but the, here it comes, right? but here it comes <laughs> live on YouTube and Twitch. Go ahead. Like when my family moved into Savannah, Georgia in the 80s, everybody was like, oh, you Mexicans. Right. They didn't know what a Puerto Rican was. No. Now it's different. It's changed quite a bit. So we looked at that as like kind of like it's like calling it's like seeing somebody who's Asian and automatically thinking they're Chinese when they're fucking Korean. Right. Not the same. Not the same. However, um, you know, Puerto Rico is uh, like America still. We are Americans. So that is another kind of funny thing. The, like the idea that you would <laughs> call somebody as if they're from a foreign country when technically not. It's, it's like the whole situation where the guy had the uh, Puerto Rican driver's license. He was trying to get on the plane and like, no, you need a passport. He's like, no, I ha- I'm an American citizen. You idiot. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Now so there's Alaska a different need a passport. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like that, but it's it's like oh Hawaii, a Hawaii ID. No, yeah. you need an American, but no, you idiot. I'm an American. You're from Hawaii. Why okay. all why all races sound like this? Because they are like Colin. They are, yeah. Ah, they're, Colin. All, they're all Colin. Every all racist Colin. is Colin. Goddamn Colin. Um, but anyway, yeah, strap match. So, mm, like I said, was was this did did. Was the Dragunov match a strap match or was that just a hardcore match? I don't yeah, remember. Bye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly what to Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do, brother. <laughs> the Yappa Pie strap match, brother. <laughs> God damn it. Fucking wrestling. This guy. is racist. Fuck. It is. It was a This is the of- same guy that had to beat. British bulldog in his in his own hometown for a belt that he didn't want when his sister was dying, and now he's saying that because you're Native American, you have to have a strap match because that's the only thing. It's fucking racist. Do you know what they yeah. should have did? They should have did a fucking uh, uh uh an axe match or some shit where they chuck axes or shoot arrows at each other. God damn. Yeah, that that'd be a first time ever, pal. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, Becky's getting ready for her match and, Mm -hmm. um, Roxy comes in and she's like, ow, my arm, but Mm -hmm. you need help. And Becky's like, uh, your arm. And she's like, yeah, "Yeah, my arm. You better take a look at that. Yeah. There you go. You like Becky and these little backstage things, huh? Compared to everybody else. Who's like clearly reading off of a teleprompter. (laughs) And it's funny because I think I said this last week, um, this iteration of Becky I like it. Like now I see what you've seen the whole time. Mm-hmm. I was never a fan of her. Man, what's the big deal? Now that I see her and now I see her in this more intimate setting, even before this, when she was, you know, doing the thing with, a uh, with what's her name uh, in the steel cage match and everything. Trish and stuff. I like Becky. Becky's a lot better than I ever gave a credit. Not that I, I means anything for me, but she's a, she's pretty awesome, man. All right. Um, well, I don't know if this will fit into the awesome category, but it's Dominic Mysterio versus Carmelo Hayes. Fantastic. With Ilya Dragunov on commentary. 
Dominic is fucking awesome. I, I know you hate his guts, but that, I think that kid is great. I don't hate him. He's great, man. Number one, I mean, he was obviously outclassed in the ring, wrestling-wise. Carmelo Hayes is... But Dominic um, is a master uh, manipulator. And the way he held on to that title, he, he's having a honky-tonk man run with this shit. You look at Honky Tonk Man, yeah, he was the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion, but he lost a lot of matches via DQ or via count out. Uh, I think there was a couple of matches where he actually ran out of the arena and got counted out but held on to the belt. Mm-hmm. Um, this is great, man. Um, if you guys don't didn't watch this match, at one point, uh, Carmelo Hayes, I think, goes to uh, do an out, outside attack, right? On uh, He ends up getting thrown into Ilya Dragunov by... Uh, by Dominic, by Dirty Dom. Yeah, that, I was going to bring that up later. Yeah, go ahead. Oh well, yeah. My note was everyone gets thrown into Dragonoff. Like they all take turns getting thrown into Dragonoff. I'm it's pretty funny. sure Vic Joseph threw Booker T into Dragonoff at one yeah, point. Everybody at one point, thrown. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So so Dragonoff snaps after Dom slaps him, and then goes in there after him, and then he gets, you know. Uh, I guess that caused a DQ on Carmelo Hayes' behalf. And then, uh, and then, um, you know, he goes to hit his, you know, wrestling move or whatever and hits, uh, Carmelo Hayes instead. So we're supposed to, like, that, I was kind of like, oh, so, you know, like these guys are already going to fight later. It doesn't matter. So I didn't really think. Was that big of a deal? But they try to make it act like it was a big deal, and then as Dominic is leaving, a dragon Lee is waiting for him in the aisleway and gives him a super kick. So, got to got to fire Dragon Lee now, right? I mean, mm. unfortunate, mm. but mm. Listen, we have a precedent now. There's nothing we can look. We don't make the rules. We don't make the rules. We've learned that if you, you know, just fight somebody. Without it being a match, you get fired. We've learned this, brother. I mean, come on, what, what, it's out of our hands. Yeah, I mean, we can only do so much, Fed. So, now I did notice in this match because I know that lately I've been complaining about being, you know, very tired and having many socks to put on, and sometimes even passing out in a pile of socks. But mm. I did just to prove that I do actually watch things. Mm-hmm. You were like accused you, of not watching things last. Yeah, week. if if you notice, I know um, so that. Right. If if you notice though, like Dominic, even though he's wearing like a bodysuit and his body, except for his arms, is like fully covered. Baggy body. He's yeah. yeah. He's still he's still constantly like pulling up his tights to cover his stomach fat, even though right. his stomach fat's already covered by the shirt that he's wearing. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you. But go ahead. Oh, that, I mean, that's basically my point. So I know I caught you, Dom. I saw it. Okay. I saw what you did. Uh, That's why you're wearing a shirt. So you don't have to do that. Like we all get it. You know, you don't have the best body. No one's thinking that, you know, you're Quincy Elliott or anything. So don't worry about it. Go ahead. My my question to you, Vet, is how come uh, Dominic doesn't go to the gym? He might. You have to understand, though, Ray, like, that's what it looks like if you kind of go to the gym and you're not on a bunch of, well, you know, 
Like gimmicks? Yeah. Not, and I'm not saying that he, uh, you know, does or doesn't go to the gym. I'm saying it's quite possible that with Dominic Mysterio's genetics, he could work hard in the gym every day, and that's what he looks like if he's clean. That's what I'm telling you. Like, you look at a kid like Hook. Mm-hmm. He looks natural. I, th- I think he is. Right, like totally natural. It's possible he may have dabbled with something at one point, but he's not consistently on it, if that's the case. But whatever it is, like, he's he's naturally, but he, you could tell the guy goes to the gym, mm-hmm. right? Um, And this is coming from a guy that, you know, I'm not a big gym guy anymore. But my Lord, like this, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it, do- it, it doesn't matter, man. Sometimes it just... You can go to the gym all day long, but if you don't have some genetic yeah, but look at know, his makeup, dad. his dad is 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 a uh, you know yeah, the, but Ray, come on, what happened? You don't think his oh. <laughs> look at look at Ray Mysterio from nineteen ninety five. Look at Ray Mysterio from two thousand five. That's a like. Let me see. Like this ain't right. And it's not even about this here. <laughs> like the arms, the arms. Yeah. Like, you know. If, e- if even, the... Like, I don't work out anymore, as much anymore. But like, I got a little something there. You know, brother? Hey, put that away, man. But I'm just saying. Like, how come you can't get any muscle? Or does this work for his character? Do you think there's somebody well, telling it, him, don't, don't get too it doesn't, big? Him being that character, certainly, it, it doesn't hurt that he looks the way he looks. It, it gives him a little bit more heat, you know, because then you have people saying, what you're asking is an honest question. People ask angrily, like, this kid doesn't even work out, you know? Mm. Maybe he doesn't. I'm just saying, look, I, I don't know. What Dominic Mysterio does in his free time, I don't know how often he trains or I don't know what he does, but I've had this conversation where with people that just don't get how much steroids do, mm-hmm. how many people are on them. It's like almost everybody. Dominic doesn't look like he's on steroids. So either he's not on steroids and he doesn't work out or yeah, does that look like the body of a steroid user? He better get a refund. This is my brother with that shirt. Yeah. But some people's genetics are just so bad that, or his diet is bad. Like he, he could just be lax on the diet and he could work out and he doesn't really gain or lose anything. And he just yeah. looks flabby. You could still be in wrestling shape and, and not have yeah. be all cut up. You yeah. Know? And Mike Martin, I'm not saying, you know, like I said, everybody's different. You know, I understand you, had, you're a, you're a case of working hard and doing stuff, right. but I'm saying there are people like, look, there's people I know for a fact are not on the gas and work out and they kind of look like Dominic. They just, they like some people just don't have it like that. I'm and, sorry. They're and just, then, and, then and then hook could be a guy that he does have it like that. Like he'll work out and he looks like he looks. And then there are people like you talk about genetics, like in my, in my neighborhood, there's a guy, he's like 65 years old, a black dude. His name is Larry. 
And all he does, he goes to the basketball court. This is every morning. This is since I was a child. He does the pull-ups, the, the fucking dips and shit. He is shredding the, mm-hmm. the weight. He doesn't lift the weight. Genetically, he's always been that way. He grew mm-hmm. up with my, my brothers, Larry. Mm-hmm. You but, but, I mean, you're, you're st- lifting a weight, but if you're saying he's doing pull-ups, he's lifting his own body. Well, I mean, yeah, weight, but, so. but he's not, like, on a gimmick. Like, if you looked at, if you looked at Larry, especially when he was younger... He looked like he was on steroids. It was like perfect shoulders, the fucking traps, the big chest, muscles. Like, I mean, Larry was. Maybe he was. But he wasn't on anything. He used to drink Which all you the know time. Of. I'm pretty sure Larry couldn't afford to buy steroids, my friend. <laughs> well, whatever. N- neither here nor there. The point is, whatever Dominic's doing, it's clearly working for him career-wise. So. God bless him. Right? Yeah. He's, he's, Can we he's, say that? Yeah, I mean, we could say that. Um, now, speaking of, you know, whatever they're doing, working, maybe not, Joe Gacy, um, he and Ava. Mm. Now, Ava looked a little bit lean. What do you think? She did. She looked like she That wasn't just me, pounds. right? Like, no. I know I've been tired and soft. Her face. She... Her, you can see her face. Yeah. Her, and you could also tell because her teeth are, are even bigger than before. So her face is shrinking. So, let me see. there's that. She didn't want to get shown up by her dad. That's what it was. Uh, anyway, they go approach Trick and they say, "Hey, Trick, you know, we, we just lost a couple guys. There's room." Yeah. Big like, No, thank you. <laughs> okay. I'm good. Um, that's base. That's basically the, we we just basically gave you the whole thing and saved you some time. Uh, yeah, now Andre Chase, <laughs> Andre Chase gave Duke Hudson a pep talk. Uh, and I don't think you and I can do that one justice. So you're going to have to go check out Andre Chase's pep talk on your own. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Um, Nathan Fraser comes out. Uh, then the football guys and scripts are uh, running a dice game in the alley somewhere. That is all right. Go ahead. Um, I guess those, uh, NXT contracts really are smaller than the main roster ones. Huh? My dude, listen for anybody that was born in a relatively tough neighborhood. Like, I could see the other two guys actually doing that. Does that make sense? Like, like being being okay in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Scripps is a fucking idiot. He he, stick, he, just, he sticks out so so bad. Why do they put that guy with him, with these two guys? Well, Scripps is from the streets. He's not from the fucking street. Get the fuck out of here. What street well, he is he told from? me he was. Why would I have any reason to doubt Scripps? That's a fucking, that's a joke, dude. He got out of the those inner city slums by acrobatics that allowed him to join Cirque du Soleil. Well, that guy stinks. Here, let's take a look at this real quick. So I'm going to share this with you. And this is a more recent photo of uh, Ava. And she does look like she's leaned out quite a bit. Correct? I believe so. Is this, is this recent? Fourth gen, baby. Let me update my password. Now everybody wants a piece of that mouth that never closes, huh? It is because she lost a few lbs. Here's the thing: she's not an ugly girl. It's just it's the the fact that she looks so much like her dad from the nineties. Yeah, there's no getting around that part. But that's that's the Rock's daughter. Yeah, and her mom like that's what kinda... she gets the teeth from. 
Yeah. So. Sucks. Well, you know what? I'm a big fan. You go on, Ava. Stop. Simone, whatever. Simone Johnson. That's her real fucking name. Simone Johnson over here. Simone. She should join Tony D'Angelo's family. Uh, Mackenzie talks to Hank and Tank. And then we get the triple threat match with uh, uh, Duke versus Joe versus Nathan. Uh, Vic Joseph says, don't miss a second. And then they go to a commercial that doesn't have picture in picture. So it looks like you're going to miss several seconds. Right. Uh, I was, I, of course, thought, I thought it was just my feed, by the way. No, no, that's how it was. Um, because <laughs> when they do the picture in picture, you get to see what kind of ads, you know, they uh -huh. get in wherever they pull these feeds from, which is always exciting. A lot of Pizza Hut. Do you get a lot of Pizza Hut? I get a those? ton of Pizza Hut commercials. Yeah, pizza Hut. Um, all right. Well, anyway, the most boring possible choice, whatever you can imagine in your mind of these three guys to be the most boring choice, you guessed it. He wins. So mm. that's probably how they had to explain it to him too. Like, no, 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 Joe, because later you're going to actually win to get into the whole thing, but you just have to get rolled up by Duke Hudson one time first. That shit was whack, bro. What? What is this? this guy have naked photos of 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 uh of somebody in the WWE? He's not very talented. Your boy Joe Coffee. It's five eleven. Five eleven, my dick hole. All right. Uh, anything to add on this match or anything? I, I mean, I like. We didn't really touch base on the fact that, or maybe we did. Maybe I was uh, doing twelve things at once, but I did like the way uh, Jace uh, was Andre Chase fired up Duke in the back. Yeah. I thought that was that was cool. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you have the the right guy won the match. Unfortunately, what I'm saying is that you need a heel. You need you know you need your heat to make your baby. So. You got the baby coming in, and that's going to be, what's his face? Uh, fucking the Bruiserweight. So Bruiserweight, if he faces Duke Hudson, let's be real. NXT, yeah, we 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 root for a Bruiserweight, but Bru uh, Duke Hudson's going to be the guy that people are going to be pulling for. Yeah, but why couldn't you do Nathan Fraser and Bruiserweight? You could have done that, too. But then again, it's baby versus baby. They don't want that. So I don't know. So they just want to bore everybody to death. I guess, man. I, I I just I just hope that fucking Duke Hudson. I'm not Duke Hudson. What's his name? Uh, Joe Coffee trips or something and twists his ankle. I don't want nothing permanent. But he's out a couple weeks. I think Todd Brantley fell behind a little bit, but he said, "Don't you mean Samoan Johnson?" <laughs> All right, that's why you're the comment king, Todd. Brantley. That is fucking that. You win the day. How could you not? Have, but I mean, you know. You know what? For all you know, that. Is I don't break out the applause much. All right, enough. Calm down. Guys, calm down. Stop. Fuck, Dominicans have moved in next door. That was that. Oh, they're back, eh? All right. McKenzie's with Ali. Uh, he says he's going to deal with Dom and Dragon Lee on Raw because he's upset that all of a sudden Dragon Lee gets announced as, a, you know, getting a North American title match. So, whatever that means. Then uh, Kiana James is doing some Stevie Richards fitness. 
And then Tiffany comes in and says, you know, I got a surprise for Becky. Mm-hmm. She's like, ooh, in do tell. Oh. Um, yeah, but Becky's back there watching the product, unlike most of these people. So she's probably going to be ready for the surprise, except, Mm-mm. well, we'll get to that. Country Trio's watching film on, um, I believe they're watching that iPad we were talking about for, you know, some kind of tablet in the, the NXT kitchen. By, right, okay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, shirtless Corbin comes in. He's like, hey, keep it down. I'm trying to get a massage here. And Josh Briggs gets in his face. And he's like, you know. Yeah. I'll beat you up, up buddy. Yeah, yeah. stop. Like, you're going to need a massage. You're going to need a massage after I finish with you. Yeah. Corbin's like, what, what was he like? He was like. That? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck out of here. He was like, I'm MDM5. Yeah. Like medium fight is like fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. Um yeah. So uh yeah, less said about that the better. Uh Carmelo gets TMZ'd, and then um then we get to our main event match. The man's mm-hmm. making her entrance, and then the surprise is she gets jumped yeah. uh, from behind. Like huge funny. surprise. <laughs> yeah. Surprise well, I- kick your ass. Yeah, I got a well. I got a surprise for both of them. You're fired again. How about that? You can't just attack somebody in their entrance, you know, endangering the lives of all the production people and the people in the audience and brother, cameraman. You know, I guess brother. that's production people still. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Sure. Uh, but Lyra helps. Lyra Valkyria comes out to help. She's not going to stand for this. She's so adorable. Hmm. Right. She, yeah. She just cute and cuddly. House of Fire comes in and God. kicks everybody's ass. And uh, then it turns into a tag match with, you know, with without even the help of Teddy Long, we get a tag match here. You don't need that. You don't need no help of Teddy Long. Um, yeah. So they have a match. You know, it's a match. I could have swore, Ray, that I saw the spot earlier with the double DDT. You know, where she catches one person. And no, I know. A, yeah. Hmm. So this is one of those things that I'm sure Charles would agree. You got to watch everybody's matches and make sure that you're not repeating spots and doing things that other people are doing. Cause one thing, if you run the same spot twice, it's another thing. If you're doing something so specific, like what are the odds that on the same night you would catch somebody in a dragon sleeper and a front face lock at the same time and give them both the DDT. Yeah. Like that would really happen twice. Okay. So, I mean, it could, could, but you know, more than likely it wouldn't right uh lyra splash for the win um and then uh tiffany uh she uh attacks with a chair as they're celebrating uh so she's got to be fired again this was this her third firing or only her second it's a third firing okay so she's been fired three times in one night that's got to be some kind of a record mm-hmm. um and uh so Becky says, how about at No Mercy, we make it Extreme Rules, which is probably probably the worst, corniest thing she said, even cornier than the little poem at the beginning, because, you know. She was upset. There's no way to say something like Extreme Rules without sounding you like... You just a, did it. To, yeah, I know, but I sounded like an asshole, and so did no. she, and it's just never... No. It is, is it, is it all, all kidding aside is saying the words extreme rules, like the lamest, not cool sounding thing in wrestling. Really? I mean, hardcore extreme rules. 
supposed to be hardcore. It's a hardcore match. When you hear extreme rules, you're just like, what, like skateboarding? Like, yeah. What, so, what is it snowboarding? Like, what, what, what do we? There was a big BMX. <laughs> like, there's a big difference from from saying like being angry. We're gonna fucking go hardcore or extreme yeah. rules. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You see. You see what I mean? So. Yeah. Well. All, right. all in all, that extreme rules. All in all, um, did you enjoy this episode of NXT? Well, no. What? But Do you ever enjoy NXT? Come on. Not really. I enjoyed this. Can I say okay. I I hated it less? How about that? Will you accept that? It's not enjoyment by any means, but is it like the the, the blood pressure? Like I don't need I don't need I any accept it. Know. I mean, I have no choice but to. Uh, I think Elizabeth asked a fair question as we go off the air here it says why do we keep getting hardcore extreme rules death matches after one poor match like for fuck's sake I'm gonna say fuck I thought this was meant to end feuds and feuds are more than one match long well Elizabeth uh, that would make too much sense I think that's, you know, the writers are on strike, right? But was that not for WWE? No, they don't. It's hard to call what they do writing. Also, at least in terms of, like, say, compared to AEW, which you'll soon find out, um, at least this is the third match that Tiffany and Becky will be involved in by the time they get to Extreme Rules, whereas. AEW kind of starts with that and works backwards. I just realized I have to watch AEW tonight. Yep. You realized it earlier. You said it. Then you forgot it. It's set in. Like, you know? Yeah, like you forgot it during the course of the show, and now you've remembered. It's like having a death in the family of somebody that you really love. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, Aunt Mary passed away, right? And then, you know, you're doing, you're talking, and you're like, Aunt Mary passed away. Oh, so it's like that. It's like, oh yeah, I'm doing AEW. I'm doing the show with the guys, right? Because I'm only thinking about doing the show with the guys. Yeah, right. But then, but then before like, that, oh yeah, yeah, you have to actually watch it. And the the good news is, Aunt Mary can only pass away one time. <gasps> this happens every week. Well, guess what, brother? I don't watch this every week, and I love doing this these shows because it's like. I'm going to give you a perspective of somebody that doesn't watch the product all the time. I barely know what the fuck is going on at AEW. So when I give you my review of the show and I comment on it, it's going to be come from a genuine place. You know, I'm not swayed. Yeah. So anyway, my buddy, uh, what do you want to put over? Uh, you do anything special? Uh, you still, what, are we, what are you streaming now on your uh, Twitch channel? Um. Well, I recently played through the Mortal Kombat 1 story. So that was uh fantastic and you Mortal can go back. Kombat 1? The the that's what the new game is called. And if you're not following along with the story then boy, you got a lot to catch up on. But so there's what a reason why it's called MK1 and not you know. 
Mortal Kombat 12 or whatever else they would have been up to. So were they revisiting the original story? I can't tell you. You'll just have to uh, research it yourself. Prequel. Let's, ju- let's just say it is none of those things and all of those things. Unless all right, they... fine. Look, at the yeah. end of the at the end of the last one, okay, something happened. Okay, no spoilers. Something happens in which we have to start over. But the starting over is part of the story. So they bring everybody back. Or do they? Shao Kahn. And, ha- and how do Guru, they? Garu, so, you, you have to, so you have to play the new game to find out how it all comes together. And if that will have any, if starting over will have any repercussions or consequences on the fate of the universe. So I, I did that recently. And I also played a game that's named after you. It's called Thunder Ray. And it's like a boxing arcade game. So it's kind of like, hey, do you remember... Do you remember a game called Power Punch 2 on the NES? Of course. You do? Yes. Okay, what was it? For all they the had a power it's, it's a boxing game where where you're like a first person perspective. They had they had yes. a uh, they had a phone gimmick. What? What what else is it? Am I missing something? Yeah, you, you you were like a Mike Tyson knockoff that went to outer space and fought. Oh it. yeah, it was it was originally Mike Tyson. All right, so it was <sighs> Nintendo lost the licensing to Mike Tyson. And that's why they came out with Punch Out. There was originally Mike Tyson Punch Out, and it just became Punch Out, where the final boss was uh, Mr. Dream instead of uh, Mike Tyson. So they were going to redo, uh, they were going to do Mike Tyson Part Two, but um, they couldn't work something on with Mike Tyson, and they ended up using the same drawing, the same artwork, and everything. You know, it's Mike Tyson. He goes into space and he fights aliens for the uh, gimmick of the Earth. Okay, now. Take that premise and now imagine it's super punch out, but that. Really? So, yeah, so you might want to check it out. It's called Thunder Ray. I'm going to check that out. Wait, and is it, out. is it free or? No. Uh, so, anyway, you can find me at Opinion Haver on all the no. social media platforms. You can find me uh, on in- Impact Attack. PWC, whatever. I'm, I'm on all those things. You already know where I'm at. If you're listening at this point, you should probably know. And then check out Wrestling with Rip Rogers every Friday. Check out Stevie Richards Wrestling Analysis and Stevie Richards Fitness. Yeah. Stevie Richards just dropped a new video, uh, something like uh, what was it? Something with um, the guy and the thing and the stuff that he do. What? You know what? It's 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 the what went wrong. His what went wrong series, and it's the thing that happened at WrestleMania this year where Shane McMahon got in there and it didn't go so good. So he's going to tell you how and why it didn't go so good. That's available on YouTube right now. So go check that out. Yeah, check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that is that all you got, brother? What? That's not enough. I mean, it's more than enough. Well, anyway, guys, uh, listen again. There's no A show today, so please do not forget. And I'm serious. Please do this for me, guys, and do this for her because it makes her it makes April feel good when she hears from you guys. And I'm not even joking. Hit April up on um, on Twitter, more more likely at April Hunter, and just you know send her your best wishes, um, send her your love. Again, no show tonight, but I'm still going to be doing some wrestling show. So again, I have to watch. 
AEW. But I'll be on the PWC with Jimmy T and, of course, my friend uh, Chris Ams at, uh, that slams with Noel and bull, what is it, bullshit first thing in the morning, right? Your, podcast, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. Uh, did I get all those taglines in? Yes, I did. So uh, check that out, guys. And also, um, the Pro Wrestling Reflection will be on this weekend, and they're going to the movies. But technically not the movies. They're actually going to the TV. But um, they're going to be reviewing an old TV show. I don't know if you guys remember Superboy. And, um, well, Lex Luger, not Lex Luthor, Lex Luger is on this gimmick and he plays a heel Superman. Yes, this is fucking the total package. Lex Luger in a Superman outfit on. I mean, you got to watch. You got to listen to this podcast or watch the show. I mean, like, does this they didn't make that outfit that they didn't make that outfit tight enough? I was thinking Lex the Luger same just thing. looks like a regular guy right there. Right. Kind of. I don't know. It kind of looks like a Christopher Reeves body there. Maybe this is towards the tail end of his, uh, you know, brolic. No, he was pretty brolic until the late 2000s, no? Hmm. Well, let's just take one more look at that. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well... You can follow me on social media at Big Ray Hernandez as usual, and uh, I'll see you next week here at the Next Level Wrestling Review. I'll see you tonight over at the PWC with Jimmy T, yeah, and Chris Amps. It's Lambs with Noel. Bullshit first thing in the morning. Yep. Good night, guys. No, I'm serious. I'm dead serious. Tell me when I'm telling lies. This is the Hustler at Broadner. Yeah, it's fucking me. Yeah, and uh, listen to the fucking Hameen Media Group. That's Ben Hameen, Hameen Media Group from Rip Rogers. Go get him and go fuck yourself.